Welcome to Spiritual Psychotherapy. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Quinlivan. And this podcast is all about gently discovering and letting go of all the layers that are in the way of us being aware of what we truly are, which is divine love. And it's got to be a very gentle, very patient process. I also do individual therapy and group therapy, and I do workshops and this podcast. Um, you can look me up on my website, which is livingawarenesswa.com, or my Facebook page, YouTube channel, or Instagram page, which are all Living Awareness WA. And I really love all of you to join in this podcast by sending me in uh, topics that you would love discussed or questions that you have around your own uh, deepening and that makes it just really relevant for all of you. So today's topic is vulnerable or invulnerable and I'm choosing that because I'm a bit vulnerable at the moment quite honestly and in fact I'm a little bit nervous doing this podcast today because normally I choose to do my podcast when I'm having a day when I'm sort of deeply immersed and there's not much resistance in me but there's definitely a little bit of resistance in me at the moment so who knows what could come out but I fear it's good because this journey you know for all of us there's going to be resistance around and it's always around that ongoing vulnerability. So you might as well hear from me when I'm in that state. And I'll start by saying vulnerability, well, Isaira, who I'm going to call now Auntie Jinta, or try and remember to call Auntie Jinta, she's fully stepped into her First Nations eldership, which is beautiful, and her name in that regard is Auntie Jinta, so I'll try and use that. So Auntie Jinta says that vulnerability is the hinge on the gate to great power. And it really is, you know, because what's actually happening in this process of awakening or what my experience has been is that the ego is slowly, slowly dissolving or it's like, yeah, it's like there's dissolution of the ego. And of course that process for our ego is going to be really threatening and it feels vulnerable. But what we are entering into is completely invulnerable, as Jesus says in The Course in Miracles. So it's like, but we have to step towards that vulnerability to enable spirit to flow. And I just want to start by saying, you know, I'll probably mention many times that it is really challenging, this journey of awakening, and it is. But I do want to let you know that once, well, in my experience, once I'm prepared to open and take that step towards what feels vulnerable, I'm always supported. And it never turns out to be as uncomfortable as I think it's going to be. In fact, it turns out to be beautiful. <laughs> so it's like all we really have to do is have the preparedness 
to step towards vulnerability and be open. You know, the tendency is to want to close and defend and pull back and withdraw and stay safe, but that's not going to work. And spirit can't help us. Spirit can't flow if we're walled off and defended and staying safe. Spirit can only flow if we step towards what feels vulnerable and then and then just sit there. You know, the greatest thing or gift we can offer ourselves is just to be so kind and so patient with our vulnerability and allow the steps forward in our awakening to be very gentle and not expect ourselves to you know, just be resting in love the whole time because vulnerability makes you grumpy. (laughs) It really does. Unless we're really in that moment opening to it and accepting it and resting in it and allowing spirit to flow, which in which case it's, it's beautiful and we're feeling the growth, we're feeling supported. But of course you come out of that a little bit and the ego can take over and it's a bit terrifying this journey of dissolution or letting go of layers or whatever it is we're doing, whatever stage we're at, you know, facing our emotion, even meditating for the first time or changing our patterns can feel terrifying. I'll explain that more a bit later. But whatever it is, you know, it's vulnerable. And I remember hearing, I think it was Gary Renard saying that he had a friend who said this journey of or toward enlightenment is beautiful and loving, but it also pisses you off (laughs) and it really does. And that's because vulnerability and fear makes us grumpy and angry. So we've got to be able to see that with the greatest gentleness and the greatest acceptance and honesty, in fact. But to know that it's not always going to be so hard and there are t- you know that if we just learn to stay a little open to go gently then spirit takes over the truth of what we are divine love it just takes over for us and it flows so it's never as hard as we think it's going to be you know there are moments of sublime deepening, opening, extending into this beautiful essence. So I'll just talk a little bit about why the journey does always feel vulnerable. And in fact, if you've been sitting for a number of years feeling very uh, safe and, in, and uh, you know, at peace and unless you're already enlightened, of course, in which case you may not be listening to this podcast, but, you know, if you're on the journey, then it's very normal to be feeling vulnerable regularly. And if you're not, you know, there may be some wisdom in tuning in and saying, am I really open to growth, you know, or am I shutting down in some areas? And, you know, it's when we shut down that our body tends to get symptoms, we'll start to feel depressed because the spirit wants to offer the whole divine value that you are. So if we shut off from it, that's not going to sit very well. 
you know. So even though the journey does feel vulnerable and scary and challenging, it's also beautiful and we certainly don't feel depressed, challenged maybe, um, and vulnerable as I said, but not depressed or stuck. So the reasons why it feels vulnerable and, you know, even from the very first step, which is, let's say, taking responsibility, you know, it's, it's where we start to recognise we can't blame situations in the world or other humans in the world, that the reason our life is going the way it is, is because of us. And it's time to start just gently looking at what it is that we're doing, you know, what are our patterns of thought or patterns of behaviour, or are we facing our emotions, you know, or are we wanting to put the blame externally rather than taking responsibility. So from that very first step of having to tune in and starting to be honest, yeah, it can feel vulnerable because we're scared we're going to discover all this stuff that we don't like. And truth is we usually do discover some stuff that we don't like. But as long as we learn to do that with the greatest gentleness and the greatest kindness, you know, none of our patterns of thought or patterns of behaviour or patterns in our relationships, we haven't, you know, consciously developed those. It's just that we've done it unconsciously because our conditioning has usually been pretty harsh. You know, we've had to deal with parents or family or experiences or situations that were really painful and challenging and and often made us feel unworthy or terrified or not good enough or guilty. So therefore, we close over and we develop patterns where, you know, perhaps we, because we're so desperate for approval and love, we become people pleasers and we don't want to face conflict or be our authentic self in the world because it's a little scary what that might mean some disapproval, you know, or maybe if we experienced a very threatening childhood, we became very defensive and even attacking because when we feel very threatened, of course, what we want to do is push back or attack another before they can hurt us, you know, or maybe we're just shutting off from love a little bit. We've been hurt in relationships and so we don't feel valuable or good enough or, or lovable. So we find ways to push people away, you know, and, and along with those patterns of behaviour, there might be belief systems, I'm not enough, I'm not okay, I'm not lovable, I'm going to be abandoned, whatever it is, you know, I'm only worthy if I'm rescuing people. You know, there could be all sorts of beliefs that we have that we need to just gently look at and notice, you know, whether they're serving us in the world or whether they're keeping love out. You know, sometimes we have um, patterns that are very loving and serving us and other times we really don't. So it's a matter of gently facing that. And I still remember when I first started having therapy when I was 18 or 19, and thankfully I really chose to, you know, starting therapy is hard for everyone and I notice it with my clients. They often come for a little while or sometimes they might even only make one session and then they need to leave for a while because it is a bit challenging and 
you know, it's why I highly encourage people to come and have six sessions, you know, to get a little bit of an opening and a starting point of seeing seeing ourselves truly and also recognising we can do it with the greatest love and the greatest compassion and that we'll be supported in that journey. But anyway, I remember, you know, when I was starting my counselling journey and I, well, specifically I remember going with my husband, that was a few years later, a number of years later, and being told that, you know, I was the one that was mostly at fault, not in those words, the therapist was more kind than that but effectively that's what they were saying (laughs) and how hard that was how grumpy I felt hearing that and wanting to you know be pissed off and you know it can't be me and yes Dan of course has had his issues to deal with but in that moment I was the one that was the most reactive so it's hard you know it's not comfortable this journey of taking responsibility and it is we feel vulnerable and we're scared of facing ourselves And also our emotion, by the way, you know, I can still recognise in me that it's not comfortable to sit in fear and sometimes fear of vulnerability. And, you know, part of this journey for all of us, yes, it's taking responsibility, it's facing our patterns, it's also facing our emotion and facing the, the fear, the vulnerableness, the hatred even, the anger Because when we have, when we really face our fear, we're going to see our anger and our jealousy and our, the Course in Miracles says we all have core hatred. And it's because we feel innately, because we feel separate from God, you know, the real core of it is we feel separate from God. And therefore, we feel unworthy, guilty, like we're going to be judged when we face God again. And that core fear and unworthiness will always bring up anger and pain and separation. So, you know, we've got to face all of it. (laughs) We've got to face all that, you could say, the darkness and the light or the shadow and the light and and let it come up. You know, if it's coming up, it's usually a good thing. It means that you're you're stepping towards what feels vulnerable. And that's what this journey of awakening is going to require. And sitting with fear, and I'll just describe, you know, first of all, so often I see clients and I'm always getting people to stop and breathe and tune in to what they're feeling. And very often people say, oh, there's nothing. There's nothing there. It's just, you know, I'm a bit bored or... And I always know, no, that's not true. (laughs) You know, there's something there. And inevitably, it's something that just the body doesn't want to feel. So sometimes it's it's a lot of gentility and a lot of patience and a lot of being in nature and breathing, you know, before it starts to open. And, you know, I've got clients that will sit with me for, you know, the appointment goes for an hour and maybe for 50 minutes nothing will happen and in the last five minutes the opening starts and (laughs) is that frustrating as a therapist? Yes, I'll be honest, it is at times, but I really know and understand that that's the many years of not trusting, of feeling unsafe, of having experiences that made them feel it wasn't okay to open. So... The greatest gift I can offer 
is yes, okay, encouragement, but also gentleness and just continuing to let people know that when they open, it's going to be okay. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I think, to be honest, I'm getting well, pretty good at that actually because I'm, I'm better at it in myself. But am I 100% perfect? No. And that's because I can still at times be impatient with myself in my own resistance to awakening. And I'll just, just describe a little bit of what I'm going through now. And, you know, this journey, or once I really started to awaken at first, it was opening into recognising emptiness that this physical experience isn't really real. And that was probably the hardest step. And was there a lot of resistance then? Yes, it was huge. And I remember sometimes meditation really felt like I was stepping off a cliff just for the first, you know, minute or two until I started to breathe and become more present. And then immediately spirit starts to take over. And sometimes you swing in and out of that. So that first step was, yeah, it was challenging, but Auntie Jinta was there and other spirits and even the other humans with me, I felt their essence and the earth and I felt the support and it shifts pretty quickly into that. I said the minute we step towards vulnerability, spirit is able to flow then and that's what we've got to trust. And then in the stage, for me, there was a, then a stage of recognising that emptiness was full. Auntie Jinder calls it empty fullness, that it was love, entering into divine love for the first time. And that was also vulnerable. And now, although it's always been there, it's this real sense of oneness. And it had been really in my heart centre, but now it's more in my third eye area or both really. And there's again vulnerability. It's like a greater dissolution into recognizing that this is all a dream and the ego is finding it challenging. But what I've come to, and this is what I've had to come to in every stage and what I really encourage all of you, is that when we are taking a step towards love, towards our awakening and it feels really vulnerable at first we can get frustrated with ourselves at not being able to do it or at finding it really hard or at the grumpiness that comes up or the resistance that comes up but for me it's it's if I let it go really gently I let myself start take just the smallest steps and I try and be incredibly patient and I just surrender almost to the slowness, the gentleness, the kindness, the it happening as slowly as it likes. And what I've been picturing for myself in this moment and it's really beautiful is, you know, on previous retreats, Auntie Ginger has at times done a little bit of one-on-one with people and held her hand and looked into her eyes and just been with us. And I remember a moment of doing that with Auntie Jinta where she was deeply, um, she was in bliss completely 
in God, you could say, and I was holding her hands and I'm just, at this moment, I'm taking myself back there a lot and being in her presence as I'm learning to rest in this oneness and it's beautiful and, you know, I just so want to encourage you all that the benefit of having a guide who is a little deeper than you, you know, well, Isaiah is heaps deeper, <laughs> but even if you can find someone that's just further down the track than you that can, you know, hold your hand a bit, you know, it doesn't even have to be physically, I don't necessarily mean, but be with you as you go on your journey. And, you know, so often when we do find a guide or someone that is in that space and Auntie Jinda doesn't, she doesn't, even call herself a teacher she just says she can give a bit of guidance and she sets the example and that's really what she actually does and we choose you know we are the ones that have to do our journey that have to do our awakening but having her there as that essence that is totally immersed in God is this beautiful example for me and all I do or need to do is feel where she's sitting and it takes me there and and you know at the beginning of my journey I wanted to uh, push away Auntie Jinta you know I tried to find ways of getting out of it (laughs) you know all sorts of projections finding all sorts of things wrong with her which were all mine and that was because this journey was so threatening so I do want to let you know that if you find someone that you know is on the whole loving, they might not be perfect. You know, none of us that are still on this journey are going to be perfect. But if on the whole they're loving and you're coming up with all sorts of reasons not to be with them, then inevitably that's because you're feeling vulnerable and it's like your ego is feeling incredibly threatened. So it's trying to find a way out. <laughs> so just letting you know that because I've done that plenty of times. But these days I just choose to go to everything that Auntie Jinta runs because I know what being with her, I know where it takes me and it takes me into divine love or essence or God or whatever you want to call it. That's where it takes me. And, you know, like I said, now because I've spent time with someone like that and, you know, I can bring that up any time and feel where she is, where she rests, and that's just so incredibly helpful for me. And I know that I can offer that to clients as well, although not to the degree that I saw it or Auntie Jinta does, but it's there, you know. Any time we're with people that are resting in this beautiful vibrational love, it's going to pull us in that direction. And I'll just come back a minute to, you know, this feeling of vulnerability and because so many times I see clients and when they're with me, they're starting to uncover perhaps some patterns that aren't, you know, wholesome or serving them in the world. And, and, but the thought of starting to change those patterns is really terrifying. And I'll pick just the example that's coming to mind, social anxiety, and it's tough, you know, but the only way we're going to learn to gain confidence in being with people socially 
is by practicing it. This journey gets easier and easier the more we practice. So it is a case for those struggling with social anxiety and, you know, they, in the room with me, explain how hard it is and find, you know, to put themselves out there practicing. But I just want to say, you know, all we have to do with fear and vulnerability is, first of all, really practice all the things that are going to learn, teach you how to calm the body. So the breathing exercises, which I've mentioned many times, Auntie Ginta's alpha breathing, you know, inhale four, exhale six, or inhale five, sorry, inhale three, exhale five, a longer exhalation, in other words, or an even stronger pattern than that, where you might inhale four, hold the breath for eight, exhale for six, that will really activate the parasympathetic nervous system, really help to calm the body, or being in nature, also just accepting your fear and your vulnerability, observing it in the body, just witnessing and totally accepting it. So the more you build up practice doing these things, the more it's going to be with you when you're in whatever the challenging situation is. And I always suggest to people before you go to whatever situation feels vulnerable, you do a lot of breathing, you totally accept the feeling of fear, You've, you see it in the body, witness it, hold it with love, accept the vulnerability, and then just aim to stay open and warm and sort of let spirit flow. You don't, you, there's no performance needed. You know, it's not about having to have the right words or having to be the life of the party or any of those things or in whatever you're doing, okay? It's just about being open and letting spirit flow, being true, being authentic, even listening, being present with others. And that just warmth will mean that people love you, honestly. And for me, there's, you know, if I'm going to something that it's not so much individuals, but if I was talking to a really big group, there'd probably still be a few nerves for me. And I really work on not worrying about whether they love me or approve of me, but actually on just loving them. So letting spirit flow and... That's all it takes is that practice on, you know, accessing presence. So being in nature, the breathing, doing your meditations, feeling that connection to spirit. And then in those moments when we're vulnerable, if we just practice the breathing, perhaps feel our feet on the earth, accept any nerves that are there, it will flow. No matter what you're doing, that's nerve-wracking for you. And sometimes we have to hold that vulnerable space for months, you know. And, and for me, in some of the changes that I have experienced on this journey, and one of them is this, you know, deepening into oneness. And I've got a feeling it's going to take a while, you know. So it's just a – and it tends to get easier, I will say the more I rest into vulnerability and I know how much spirit is supporting me, you know, I, well, there, are, of course, we all have angels. There are spirits and I know I've experienced spirits um, supporting me. And even what I'm aware of as this journey into oneness, oneness, sorry, our, our ancestors in the past, I saw, Auntie Ginta talks about it all the time, 
our past, present and emerging ancestors, you know, all of us are already resting in divine love. We are already our fully enlightened self. We're experiencing this dream, this illusion, but that higher self and the higher self or the oneness, if you like, of us and all our ancestors and relatives, past and present and future, are already there guiding us, serving us. So we've got so much help available. So all we have to do is hang in there in that space of vulnerability and then it becomes invulnerable. And that's why I called that, called this, is it vulnerable or invulnerable? And really the minute we sit down or we have a few breaths and we tune into presence and we're just prepared to hold that vulnerable space, the vulnerable space disappears because we're present and spirit is flowing. And, you know, right now and at the beginning, I said I was a little nervous today because I know there's a fair bit of resistance in me at the moment and I perhaps thought I might be grumpy or something. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, right now at this moment, all I can feel is tingling and this immersion in spirit. And it's because I opened, despite the vulnerability, and I'm not wanting to put tickets on myself there. It's just practice. It's just because I've been practicing that and it just starts to happen. And does it mean that I still have a little bit of fear every time I start a podcast or every time I was to sit in front of a group? Yeah, I do. But if I just work on that breathing, that allowing the fear, not judging it, just leaning into it with openness, it's like the tingling starts and the flow starts and spirit's there. And is it beautiful? Yeah, it's really beautiful. Mm. And you know, sometimes it's just beautiful to rest in that of yeah, that space of love and makes me emotional. And what what it brings up for me is trust, you know, that as I'm prepared to step towards vulnerability, and all of you, I promise you, <laughs> if you step towards vulnerability, you will be supported. And, you know, I've had lovely clients in my room in the past who perhaps they've shut off from intimate relationships or perhaps they've uh, struggling with finding friendship or, you know, and we're talking about that gentle journey of having to open to that again. And it might be a really small first step. It might be texting someone or contacting someone on Facebook. You know, even social media can have its uses and just reaching out and perhaps doing something with someone that they feel the most comfortable with. And But, you know, sometimes when people are in tears or they're so scared and I just say, you can trust that if you open and you're willing to be vulnerable, spirit will start to flow. All the help in the world will be available. But you know what? While we stay closed and defended with our hearts shut up and and not willing 
to step towards that, what Isaira calls, you know, true power. Vulnerability is the hinge on the gate to true power. And that's what I'm feeling now. You know, that's, it's like this energy flows, this tingling flows, and it's going to happen to you. And initially, in the beginning, it, you know, it may not feel so strong, but it will be there. And whatever it is that you are stepping towards that feels vulnerable, but that you know is wholesome, you're going to be supported. So just do it. There's that beautiful Nike uh, slogan, which is just do it, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, so just kind of bathing in this space of, yeah. And it's even reassuring for me in this moment because I'm vulnerable about deepening and to know that I can trust that this loving divine essence is going to support me every step of the way. Yeah, and all of you. You're going to be supported every step of the way. And the minute we take that step, it gets beautiful. And I told you that it's not always vulnerable, that, you know, it's like so much openness and love and joy and, I don't know, beauty (laughs) just starts to happen that it feels like then, what was I worried about, (laughs) you know? But, of course, we're allowed to be kind to the fact that we were worried. So so I think that's probably the end. And I just want to, well, actually, I want to encourage all of you to look me up on my website, which is livingawarenesswa.com. And if you live in WA, I do therapy and there's Medicare rebates. In fact, if you've ever seen me in person or even if you live in Australia and you can see me even once a year in person, there will be Medicare rebates available. Um, If you live overseas, there's not Medicare rebates, but I am very willing to do online appointments. So, or you can have a group of you get together and we can do a group session, which would be then cheaper for each one of you. So please look me up on my website, livingawarenesswa.com. And we also have this podcast and there will be workshops coming. Um, and also on my Facebook page, uh, YouTube channel or Instagram page, All Living Awareness WA. And of course, I highly recommend Isaira and her, or Isaira or Auntie Jinta now, and her website is isaira.com. And while I'm sitting here resting in this beautiful essence of love, I just want to let you all know that this is what you are. You are divine love. You are resting in it, held in it, safe in it, completely invulnerable in it. So deepest blessings to all of you. Much love.